3: To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEM Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lifgate. And
1: good morning everybody. Great to have you here, all sports lovers around Tasmania and the world. It is that time of the week again. Jack and Flash is here. However, we've got a slight alteration, which I'm terribly excited about. Jack, of course, playing last night in the footy what about the tigers that was a super important, important win over the mighty blues although the blue bags of course a lot of players not playing no jack brett jeeves has got covid what else did i need to do and called in my old mate who was coming on for half an hour regardless alex johnson welcome to your debut here young man is he oh, in tasmania and good morning flash and it's an absolute honor
2: you know to fill in for jeevesy i thought i could do <laughs> In a hot dog eating contest, but now I'm doing it on the radio <laughs> as well, so it's very good. And I hope he gets well, uh, because we
1: don't like to hear the big fellas a bit crook. Lurgy's everywhere. Our producer, Mitch Scott, of course, is at home with COVID. Uh, we've got Johnny Donoghue in this morning to help us out from his end. We've well, come to an opportune time, mate. We've had an enormous couple of weeks, um, in particular with Tassie Footy, and we're going to really deep dive into that. Uh, we've got Nick Street coming up at 740 uh, this morning, which will He's be fired up. <laughs> he was fired up, indeed. Eddie Maguire getting him and most Tasmanians uh, back up of recent times. What was that on Wednesday that, that discovery came on the back of footy classified. Can't wait to talk to him. Mm. Um, look, let's touch on it just very briefly. Now we might we'll, we'll dig into it a little bit deeper, but just just a one word or one liner from you. I mean, what what what's been your response of to the last week or two. I mean, it does seem like we've had a bit of a shift in momentum, doesn't it? It feels like a bit of a mess, to be honest. Yeah. And I
2: hate to say it because, you know, I want to see this happen. Yes. But uh, politics has mm. become involved. Ego has become involved. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I didn't love Gil's trip down. It was nice to see him next to the new <laughs> Premier and a couple of uh, good-looking roosters, those Brent two Costello are. Costello
1: as well, you're...
2: Oh, Brent, he was there. He, he, did you see? We'll go off on a few tangents <laughs> yeah, today. So Ricky Ponting is on the same flight as no Gill McLaughlin. And Brent, he was torn because yeah, he, he had the torn. camera out yeah, he and he didn't follow Rick.
1: He did. So that took a lot of uh, willpower. Rick ducked off to the left there and I'm to oh, get these away. I don't need to be about here. And the big six-foot-seven giant walked in behind him.
2: So, But I didn't love that trip in terms of introducing... The ultimatum around the stadium. Yes. And we can thrash that out more with um, Nick Street later. It just adds a layer of complexity that we didn't need in this argument. Yes, confusion. And now politics has become involved because, you know, the opposition doesn't support no spending the money on a new stadium. Yep. And it was a united front that put us in such a strong position. Yes. You know, the campaign bringing back all the the old voices and the superstars of yes of yesteryear we looked united for a while and now i think work needs to be done i'll put it to the uh, sports minister when we speak to him later that they need a united front they need to um put ego aside and uh, we'll get on the same page
1: yeah it's a fascinating topic and we're gonna we're gonna talk about this all morning because it is certainly appears that on many levels things have come to a head and where do we turn next? The footy last night, the Tigers. Um, I'm not sure what to read of this. That was a very good win to Richmond. They're back in the eight. Um, our man Jack, of course, only kicked two, but a, a normal good team game as he always seems to do, uh, even in his later years. But he moved up to 16th in the all-time goal kick. He went one ahead of sticks Kernahan. Um, he's up to 739 goals, Jackie Boy. Um the Tigers are a bit like me. At the winter feast last night, they had
2: six before you know anyone had time to scratch themselves. So I caught up this morning on the
1: highlights, and yes. uh, it was game over after about um, 20 minutes. Blue kept uh, kept in the game, and they certainly well they they made it somewhat um, what's the word somewhat even at times began and kept themselves a small pulse, but they really couldn't get inside that 19-20 point margin too often. Um, I in, saw their prime movers had a lot of the ball,
2: Cripps and Walsh, yeah. but just couldn't make it count on they're, the scoreboard. The, 15 points in the end, was
1: they got pretty close. 11 goals, 15. Richmond, 81. Defeated Carlton. 8 goals, 12. 66. Um, where do you see the Tigers? Like, well, 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 like, they're still, for me, a really hard read.
2: I'm a lone ranger on our um, text chat because yes. I think I love the Tigers but they, oh, they cop the a Tigers. lot of hate on the um, on my text group. Do that. People want to see them fail, and I don't I don't buy in for that. Carlton Richmond or Essen supporters are all
1: those people you're talking about. No, there's a real
2: mix, actually. Yeah, there's um, a lot of hate from a Collingwood supporter on the text chat. She's mm. um, listening. Good morning, Nash. But um, I mean, I love, I love the Tigers. I think uh, the success has been great for footy. I think they could do something sneaky. We've seen yes. teams come from the bottom half of the eight. And uh, challenge in the finals. i can no reason why Richmond can't, especially with Melbourne looking
1: uh, human all of a sudden. I'm not the only one with an absolute man-crush love on Liam Baker, but by golly, he was good again last night. He is a super, super player. I was looking forward to asking Jack about him because I saw Liam Baker on the golf show. Yes. A very keen golfer. Look, if you ask Jack, he loves Liam Baker and he's one of those individuals that is absolutely good at everything too cricket golf obviously footy where he's becoming a i I think he's 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 getting himself into star territory he's very good sharp as attack when the balls on the ground mm. he's clean as a whistle and versatile too we've seen him um go forward and yep. have an impact yep that's that's an interesting game last night because look you, there's two ways to look at it the tigers obviously going really well uh, back in the eight, the Blues, um, that was a, a game you just didn't want to lose. They've got a lot of injuries now. Let's go through them. There's no Weedering. Um, Marchbank went down after so long out, and he's going to miss another six or eight weeks. The big Rutland Pitnae's no, not there yet. Um, they've got a host of midfielders. Yazak Williams is not on the team. I reckon there's probably, if you go through it, the seven or eight of their best. 22 not there. That ladder, age, that we've got it in front of us. It's so tight. You know, Colton go within absolutely deep entrenched in the top four to potentially they could slide. Let's just, let's just, they could go down to definitely go down to seventh. It's a logjam there, it isn't is it? It is an absolute
2: logjam. It's think like Collingwood played on Monday. Yep. They're playing like, uh, well,
1: maybe even a top four team. They were sublime. Yeah, they were. And you know what they are? They're a little bit more a mature team than you think. They're not this young team that's, you know, going to take a while. They're good. They've got 13 blokes last week that were 25 years or older. It's a genuine um, X factor now as yes, well. Yes, yes, I think you're right. The doggies we still can't rule out. Gold Coaster at 6-6. Six and six. And even Port Adelaide playing the Swans this week at 5-7. and seven. That's where you rule a line. That's where you rule a line. And Port Adelaide probably... How far do I have to go
2: down to find my Bombers? Oh, I made figures. some very bold calls about Essendon playing finals again and we won't have to worry about how long it's been since Essendon won a final in
1: 2022. We can no. put the line through that. You're here with Jack and Flash, David Lithgow and Alex Johnson in the house. Call us on one 42 15 Texas on 437 or 20 in at... at SEN Tassie, we're all oh, here. Please tweet us. Please, we're here for Harrison Agents. Great to have your company. You. Big morning coming up. Stay with us.
3: Harrison Agents to buy, sell, or rent in Tasmania. Search Harrison Agents today on SEN Tassie. Jack and Flash with Jack Revolt and David Livgate. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lithgow.
1: David Lithgow and Alex Johnson with you this morning here on SEN Tasmania. Great to have your company. The Tigers last night on the tip of a few people's minds this morning. Mick from Woodville, who's a normal texture, has texted in, I think the Tigers can win it again. A normal texter, as opposed to an abnormal one. There you go. Good quote.
2: Well, I can't see why not. Mm. Like you said, they've got some uh, players
1: going to the next level. We've got a couple of texts coming back through here. text from David's just coming through. Tasmanian bid needs a mouthpiece to respond to the minority troublemakers out there seeking the story. Well... There's a lot of noise around. There is a, there. Lot,
2: a lot, lot of, of big noise. Big egos <laughs> yes. in the mix. We always fall for it, don't we, when Eddie oh, says something. In the front page of the paper today down here, if you haven't picked up a copy of the Mercury, it's the former Premier Peter Gutlin responding to Eddie Maguire's North Melbourne yes. um, merger idea as bull. S dot dot T. Yes. I can feel it. (laughs) I don't need baby John Burgess on Wheel of Fortune. to. I don't need to buy a vowel to fill those in. I know what that means. So Peter Gutwin, very straight shooting there. And the Eddie stuff to me is just sort of a distraction. But we fall for it every time because we know that he's got, you know, whether we like it or not, he's Eddie Maguire. He's got uh, the ear of some of those other... Uh, club president, so but it's um yeah, it's a fascinating thing. Maybe uh there is still a, a big role for Peter Gutwin to play because I think there is. Uh, Jeremy Rockliffe um is an experienced politician. Yes. And um he has a great reputation for being someone that brings people together. He's in the yes, middle, middle Palmer. Of middle of politics. He can reach across the aisle to use an American political expression. Yes. Um, Northwest coaster. You know, he's been given the tough jobs over the years, health and education, because, you know, he's, he's capable. But so he's, term- a good, he's a good negotiator. He's a good he's conversation. A, he's a good negotiator yes. in a quieter way. Mm. Whereas I think Peter Gutwin was getting traction with this AFL bid because he is... A hard man. Yes. And he, he doesn't use a hundred words when ten will suffice. And that was working pretty well because he made things very clear. But yes. then, and I think he's got to take some of the responsibility for this. Uh, when I say the him, former I mean Peter Gutwin. Sure. They introduced this stadium into the mix. Yes. Do you think that was premature? Mm. Did they need to? at that time say well this is our goal and this is what it potentially could cost Yeah. because from i tend to agree with the opposition from that moment on it it became a a bit more awkward sure i i think at least they should have before they announced that made sure that everyone was on the same page yes that it wasn't going to be opposed by the opposition straight away because you can the instinct of the opposition is to say no when we've got a housing crisis and we've got, a, no, you know, our health system's under pressure, of course we can't afford a seven hundred and fifty million dollar new stadium. Low it is hanging fruit, you suggest. The lowest of low hanging fruit yes. in politics, so you can't blame them for their political instincts. But of course, it's not an argument about the health system versus a stadium, no. because you're not going to take money from that pile and put it in that pile. Obviously, no. if you spent, and I don't know what the state government contribution would be maybe half it goes on to the, the debt yes. you know, we're already looking at five billion dollars in debt what's another half a billion between friends it's not recurrent spending like we have on our health system so there are two different arguments in that regard but to bring it out just seems to me like it gave and obviously Gill has jumped onto this gave the AFL one more thing to say okay well now that's part of the deal Sure, which I think should have been further down the road Get the license. Say, we're going to start with our two existing venues. Yes. Spend some more money on yes. them in the short term, maybe. no-brainer, doesn't it? And
1: then the 10-year goal is this stadium. So did Gil actually say, nope, we're not going to play anything at York Park or Bell River? When, when... No. No, he didn't. So that... He said that
2: the, the bid was contingent on us having a new stadium. In place. Now, that doesn't mean that it has to be finished by the time Round one twenty twenty the team hits the park. Yep. He said he was quite happy in the short term, in the interim, to use the two existing venues, Blunston and Utah Stadium. But it has to, we had mm. to now prove to him that we want to build yes. a stadium, which just adds another, another layer. They've got this feasibility study into the new stadium. My hope is that it throws up uh, a resolution that is palatable to yes. both sides of politics. And I will urge the sports minister, when we have him on the show, to go across the aisle and say, how do we get back on the same page here? Because we don't need this to be a, pardon the obvious pun, a political football in Tasmania, because then the presidents say, well, they can't even get on the same page down there. What if the Liberals lose the next election and Labor's in charge? Mm. Well, you know, they don't even know, you know, they don't have support for it.
1: Those chinks in the armour is going to, whats what, could bring this undone. Okay, so let's just peel it back a little bit. So Peter Gutwin uh, resigns, What's now what a couple of months ago. Nice, yeah, longer, shocked. ten weeks. Yeah. Jeepers. it's it's I was eight nine weeks. Genuinely shocked. So it's a little while ago. Um, at that stage, everything seemed absolutely swimmingly going beautiful. Uh, everybody you talked to on the inside was saying, "Mate, this is a done deal. Forget about it." Jeremy Rockcliffe has come in. Now, does the um, AFL see that as, okay, we're going to ask for more now? Exactly. So, was that was that then an opportunity time to from them to say, well, they put their hand out. You, can you just up the ante a little bit? Then the Labor Party became involved about two and a half weeks ago, two weeks ago, whatever it was. Um, well, they had to in their
2: reply yep. to the budget. They had to say whether they were for the stadium or against yes. it. And they obviously decided, okay, if we're going to say our yep. priority is not that stadium, yep. which... Like we just said, if you're in the business of opposition politics, yes, that's right, is an obvious thing to do. Can I be devil's
1: advocate now? So yeah. let's let's from um, Rebecca White, the leader, the leader of the Labor Party. My recollections are very strong with uh, White um, from two years ago when the Jack Jumpers were in the same situation, and she was very, very anti. Jack jumpers and the money being spent to, to prop up a basketball team that we didn't need. The first that I... Really I don't heard, remember it quite that clearly. I, I certainly but do. But there was certainly
2: hesitation in how much money the government
1: was spending on getting mm. sport down here. I, I tried to find some audio during the week and couldn't find it, actually, but that's, a, that's, that's OK. This time around... It is an opposition's I, job
2: to at least float... The question is, is this a good idea? And obviously the... Jack I would Jones love some audio
1: to follow your statement up there. But I don't success. have success. Um, l- now, the football team, the it felt to me initially when the Labor Party hit the ground running here a couple of weeks ago that they were almost poo-pooing this whole idea. They've since backtracked of this. from this, of course. They have um, put out a statement Absolutely, we're all for the AFL team, etc. But... At the very least, this in-house political debate conversation, that hasn't helped anything.
2: So this is the statement from Josh Willie, who's the shadow sports minister. Right you are, yes, thank you. Similar vintage to the uh, sports minister, you know, similar age. Saints man, Josh Willie. Saints man. He says, I have held concerns about the prospect of the Tasmanian AFL licence bid, since Peter Gutman announced the Tasmanian government would commit to an unfunded Mm. floating stadium. Now, Brent Costello hates that, floating. floating. He's (laughs) not interested. (laughs) He he, he doesn't think it's going to float, but I understand why they call that. (laughs) Unfunded floating stadium on Hobart's waterfront if a Tasmanian team entered the Australian Football League. In my view, that thought bubble, his words, not mine, Mm. has put our bid in jeopardy. He goes on to say, I've made my position clear with the people at AFL Tasmania from the get-go Tasmania had a solid, unified position, worked up over many years, but the Liberal government was more interested in a distraction after losing two ministers. That's what he's saying. They brought out the plans for the stadium for It's exposed us to people like Eddie Maguire, Tony Cochran and Jeff Kennett, who, out of self-interest, will create as much doubt as possible. The task force work is solid and the mm-hmm. bid does not require a new stadium. Tasmania deserves a team and everyone knows it. It would be good for football in our country and for our state. Just get it done. Hello so. to my 84-year-old
1: father who's listening this morning. Who's just, uh, he's a staunch liberal person, actually, but he's clapping every word that Josh is saying there. And that is a, that is a conversation now. People say, what's wrong with Bill Reef? It's a terrific venue. Why do we want to spend all this money? Why, why do we want to have this boutique stadium down there on the waterfront in Hobart? What, what, do you, what do you think about that? Hope? Well, I think we are just romanced by the grounds that we
2: love to go to elsewhere, where mm. you can walk from the ground to the place where you are going to have dinner or going to have a, a quiet drink afterwards. Mm. And we're romanced by the idea: if it's on the waterfront, you can walk back in yep. to Salamanca. Imagine Thursday night oh. football was last night, and after oh. you know Jack gets the Tigers over the line, yeah. he comes and joins yeah. me for a stout at the feast. Yeah. It would have been nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, Bell I- Bel- Bel- Reeve is a great cricket ground. I it think is. it um, looked a million dollars when we hosted the Ashes yep, Test. Terrific. I don't love it for footy I as it. much as. I hate it, it's my, Okay, from well, my very, perspective. Very strong, but yep. Tell us how you really feel, yep. David. Yeah, um, I don't love it for footy, and they would need to do a lot around the ground. Councillor Luke Edmonds during the week came up with a plan on how you would improve it in the short term. Better ferry service more room around the ground so you could act, activate sort of game day things. I, his idea had some merit, but I think that's a short-term solution. I think long-term we do need a stadium on this side of the river. that can be mm. the kid Leroy can play at well, when he comes down again.
1: Yeah. Something Wombats really stadium.
2: world-class.
1: Yeah. It is a fascinating topic, and it's a big number, the 750 million. <clears throat> no question, I think it's absolutely critical for the AFL team to have I'm with Gil on this. I think they do need the stadium. Um, the opportunities that it opens up for us as a city to have this wonderful venue in the heart. This was the stuff up from day one. This is the problem. Bill Reeve should never have been Bill Reeve. When Dennis Rogers was in... In the power, a great man. We don't have, a, de- man, by we the way, don't have a DeLorean though, we can't go no, back no. and change that. We can't, but at the end of the day, Bill Reeve, access, footy, all of the topics we could talk about has never worked. Of course, it should have been the TCA ground. Can you imagine the, what it would have been? Oh, you're right, History is not going to change from this conversation. You but, do love it up at the domain, don't you? Well, sure. I just think, I think it could have been an amazing facility, but I'm also fascinated what we can have down here to our left. Hey, uh, Joe, look, it, there's lots to talk about What's with this. What's the size? What's the optimum size? As in the ground
2: size. Because the head of AFL Tasmania down here. Yes. He likes boutique. He's thinking 22,000. No. Nah, do you got, need bigger, do you? What, 28,
1: 29, do you think?
2: I've got an open mind. Sure. I don't think it's the. We don't need a, a, a stadium that we're going to half fill.
1: Look terrible. David Lithgow and Alex Johnson with you here this morning, talking all the big topics, none bigger than what's going to happen with an AFL Tasmania team. Right now, let's head to the news.
3: Sports business live tonight from six on SEN.
1: Thank you, Anna. Doing a fabulous job as always. A couple of texts coming through here, Swegon. Now let's. What that's interesting one. You just showed me off the Twitter first.
2: Yes. Well, I am Swegon31, which is a reference to. Deadwood, which isn't the most talked about TV show anymore, so maybe I need to update my handle. But anyway, Darren Lack says, (laughs) Hey guys, loving the chat about the Tassie AFL bid. Shout out to Darren this morning. If you can fit it in, please ask Nick Street this morning about his potential visit to Melbourne about a new Tassie ice rink. Gee,
1: okay. Because
2: ice sport fanatics down here have been left, once again, pardon the pun, out in the cold because the old stalwart at Glenorchy No more. No, it's a a bit of an iconic venue, wasn't it? And you can't, you know, can't skate on your frosted windshield of a morning. So we need a new facility because ice sports are terrific. Um, And I think it's a no brainer. And we've got to find someone willing to invest. I think we had the little ice shrink over in Salamanca. Now, that wasn't a success. Yes. That wasn't a great idea. About as good as the Christmas tree out here in Salamanca (laughs) Square, that one. But if you had a proper facility, okay. versatile.
1: So we'll talk to the Minister about that when we get him on. We've got a text here, Mark, from Lonnie. Footy will die in Tasmania over the next 20 or 30 years if we don't get our own team. I watch basketball and soccer go nuts. AFL is a disgrace. The heartlands of GCs G in Gold Coast and GWS are a joke. And holding a stadium over our heads is at best a threat and at worst the AFL being actively deterrent. York Park and Bill River Great Grounds... What a joke. Thank you, Mark, from Lonnie Wills, from Sandy Bay. I'm waking up a happy Tigers supporter, but the sports moment of the week has to belong to the Socceroos. Start drafting your apology letter to Graham Arnold now. Flash, here we come. I'm not sure that's actually the case, but uh, maybe apology letter from my perspective to the players because I thought they were no chance to get through the last stage of the World Cup. What a performance that was against Peru. Okay, let's head to a little break. Very, very excited. We've got Nick Street coming up. I've got the best political slash sports journo of the last 15 years in Hobart to dissect oh, things with Nick Street from the Liberal Party.
3: Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today on SEM Tassie Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Harrison agents to buy, sell, or rent in Tasmania. Search Harrison agents today on SEM Tassie. Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. I'm Jack, 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 Jack.
1: Flash and AJ this morning. David Lithgow and Alex Johnson with you here on a beautiful morning here in Hobart. The Winter Feast is rolling over to our left, Alex. Um, you, I've been both nights. I didn't see you last night. I'm sure you were there, of course. Mm. You mentioned you were. It is a magnificent thing for Hobart, this dark my business, isn't it?
2: Oh, it's just superb. <laughs> and uh, it's back to full strength this year. Last year there were COVID restrictions in place, yes. but it's cooking with gas now. And I remember the first night of the winter feast, Wednesday night, middle of winter, and people thought, are people really going to come out for this? Yeah. Are they really going to? And they do. You know, like the taste of Tasmania. Yes. People go to that because it's in summer and the boats are around. Is it really going to work in winter? And I remember coming down and there was a line 30 long for the only ATM (laughs) in Salamanca. And I went, oh, yeah, this is going to work. It's phenomenal.
1: It is phenomenal. Uh, it's with great pleasure. On the line now we have Nick Street with us again. We've had Nick on six or seven weeks ago. Good morning, Nick. Thanks so much for joining us. Morning, David. How you going? I'm very well, thank you, mate. Uh, we've gone down the we've we've fallen for it again. The hook, line, sinker. Eddie McGuire. He's had his uh, he's had his five cents, which he's done for about a decade. Let's be frank about that, Nick. But um, do we keep falling for this? Do we?
4: Uh, Look, I don't know that we keep falling for it, and part of my frustration is that I don't... I can't believe that we're having the conversation again, to be honest, and I said that yesterday. I'm just so frustrated that we keep having to to address a proposal that we know won't work.
1: I find it um, extraordinary, and obviously the news outlets, we're one of them here at SEN, of course, if I could uh, have my two cents what well, I'd love to say to our wonderful boss uh, Craig Hutchison, can we just ban any North Melbourne conversations? Because <laughs> the, the, the reality of it is that there is zero interest from any Tasmanians, all Tasmanians, about this topic. And I must say it bemuses me, Nick, that we here we are talking about it again. Exactly right.
4: Um, and I have to say, I've met with North Melbourne
1: since I became
4: the sports minister. And they've got no interest in it either. Um, and so I've copped a little bit of criticism online from a few North Melbourne supporters who claim that I was denigrating North Melbourne, and that certainly wasn't what I was doing. Um, I was defending Tasmania's position, but I was also making it clear that North Melbourne don't have any interest in this proposal either. They're confident in their future as it stands by themselves, and they made that clear to me in the meeting I had with them. And I more than respect that, um, so I don't want them roped into the Tasmania conversation either. We've made it clear that we want a 19th licence, that we want a standalone team, we want a team that's based here. Um, and that's what we're aiming for in August.
2: Minister Alex Johnston here. Good morning. How are you going? I'm all right. How in the hell have you managed to get yourself a radio show as well? There you go. Well, I was about fifth in line, I think. Um, you <laughs> that's know. not true.
3: Um
2: <laughs> I've come off the bench Uh, a little gingerly, I have to admit. Um, What did you learn from Gillan McLaughlin's trip uh, to Tasmania that we didn't know before?
4: Uh, I'm not sure that there's a massive amount that we learnt new. Um, I actually wasn't in the meeting with Gillan because I had budget estimates that day. Um, But all of the talk coming out of the meeting from everybody who was at the meeting was that it was incredibly positive and productive. Uh, and I think the most important thing in terms of what we're talking about um, in the last couple of days is that Gillan made it clear that every conversation he's had and every piece of work that his team's done with the, AFL, with the Tasmanian Task Force has been about a 19th team. It hasn't been about a relocation. The AFL haven't even talked about it. So if the AFL CEO is meeting with the Tasmanian Premier and not even mentioning it, I don't know
3: why
2: it has been given any legitimacy. Yeah, I'm happy to put a line through that because I just don't think it's going to, as you said, have the backing of anyone. Uh, yep. He did use the word contingent and stadium in the same sentence, though. What does that mean? We need. Does he need an undertaking that we will eventually build a stadium? Does he need to see the sod turned before, um, you know, it has the AFL support? What does that mean? Uh, look, I think. Us- I think everybody
4: understands that there's going to be no sod turned on the new stadium before they make a decision in August, Alex. I think what the AFL were looking for is that the Tasmanian government's got a vision that goes beyond next week or next month or next year, Um, and that's exactly what the stadium proposal for Hobart's all about, but it's not just about AFL football. You guys were talking about dark mofo and the Winter Feast before I came on. I was there last night. Unbelievable event. But how much better could it be if we had a facility on the Hobart waterfront that was capable of hosting concerts at the same time during dark bofo as well and activating the whole of the Hobart waterfront? Um, We're
2: we're not just talking about a stadium for AFL football. And it's really important that people understand that as well. But do they need something more tangible than just a vision? Does the AFL want to see money in the budget uh, or a plan to pay for it? How how do you reconcile that?
4: I oh, look the uh, Gillen Gillen and his team that were here with him last Thursday um, offered to be part of the feasibility work with their stadium expertise that they've got. Um, so the money that was in this year's budget for the feasibility study will be will be used, but it'll also be used in conjunction with the AFL assisting with that work as well. And I think that that's a vote of confidence in not just the. Um, the idea of the stadium, but also in the nineteenth license.
1: Nick, what what's changed in this process over the last month? Um, so we we were all, and I'm sure you are no different as a, as a colleague, um, Peter Gutwin, quite a, a shock resignation as he, he he'd clearly had enough and done a tremendous service to Tasmanian politics. That's for sure. Um, we obviously the Labor Party became involved uh, a couple of weeks ago in terms of this stadium conversation and almost feels like it semi-blindsided the, the Liberal Party in many respects. Um, what's changed? I, can, can you put it down to one or two things in particular? I don't think anything's
4: changed, to be honest.
1: Sure. Um,
4: the, Tasmania, the Tasmania government's as confident now as it was at the start of the year in the business case for the 19th licence. Uh, every conversation that we've had with people, with the AFL has been positive and constructive, about working towards the August decision. Um, I think there's a few vested interests in terms of club presidents who started to make some noise. Um, And that's unfortunate as well that they've done that before they've even taken the time to come down to Tasmania um, to properly have a look at the the business case. Um, Like I said, we're confident in not only the work of the task force, but also the work that Colin Carter, a really experienced AFL commissioner, and former club president did in terms of coming down here um, and testing the merits of the business case as well. And he backed the, the case for the 19th licensing as well. So I I honestly don't think that much has changed except that we've got a few people on, on the mainland who are still intent on protecting their turf even though there's no need to. The Tasmanian Business Task Force report says that if, they, if the AFL provides us with just the average in terms of um, AFL money from the broadcast deal and all of the other revenues
2: they've got, that this Tasmanian team stacks up without affecting the balance sheet of any of the other clubs. Minister, do you agree that we need a united political front so that any club president can't say, oh, well, the potential next government of Tasmania doesn't even support a a new stadium, therefore, how can we possibly move forward with certainty? Is there an opportunity to... Have some quiet discussions behind the scenes and and get back on the same page. Uh, look, that's not up to me, Alex. To be honest, um,
4: we've we've made the made the um, the task force report clear. Um, Labor and the Greens have been in briefings with the task force as well. Um, I think their position on the stadium is incredibly short sighted. Um, I think it's parochialism at its worst and cheap politics. To be honest. Um, but that's a matter for the Labor Party and for the Greens if they want to go down that track. The Tasmanian government's got a firm vision for what it wants to see, not just with the 9 F licence, but with the, with the stadium and the arts and cultural precinct that would go with it and everything that it delivers for Hobart. And if the Labor Party or the Greens can't see that,
2: well, that's a matter for them. But did your side of politics make a mistake by not uh, bringing Labor into the tent before you unveiled the grand plan for the stadium? Uh, look, that's. That, that, I wasn't. was even in cabinet when that happened, Alex. So I'm not even
1: going to talk about that. Uh, we've got an audio grab here from Eddie McGuire um, from Wednesday, a couple of days ago. Let's just let's have a listen to this now.
4: Yeah, but at the moment they've turned up to the auction, and the price for the for the for the house is a million dollars, and they're bidding at seven fifty. And you say, "Well, no, it's a million dollars. You don't get it at seven fifty, right?" So stump up. And get yourself out from this, you know, you'll get Tim Lane and you know the Rewaltz and all that sort of stuff who all live in Melbourne. You know, talk to a 19-year-old. I mean, I saw Paul Marsh. This was one of the funniest things I've ever seen this week. The head of the AFL Players Association justified putting a team into Tasmania and the way of keeping uh, players over there by saying that his brother went to Tasmania to play district and shield cricket and stayed there because he met a girl and he loves it in Tasmania. Uh, how about do a survey of your 750 players and the 750 women players that will have to be there and see how many of them lie awake at night dreaming of Hobart just to make their life
1: there? OK? Minister, that was actually from this morning breakfast, uh, Eddie Maguire, with his latest... um, And I guess what he's saying there, going along this whole Melbourne-centric media thing that no-one will want to come to Tassie, no-one will stay here, no-one wants to play here. Well, how, well, how how do we respond to that? Oh, look, that's typical of Eddie McGuire. Uh,
4: as soon as he's challenged on one of his bullshit proposals, he he resorts to he resorts to cheap insults, David. Um, you know, absolute garbage from him. I, I made it clear. Yesterday you know, we're on the air the here, media, Minister. I do. I made it clear. I'm, I made it clear yesterday when I spoke to the media that this wasn't about criticising Eddie. Eddie. Eddie was supportive of a Tasmanian team, a standalone team, have put forward ideas to support it last year. Um, all, the only thing we've said is that a relocated team won't work, and now he's he's resorted to the tired old cliches about nobody will want to live in Tasmania. He makes the point that Jack Riewold, um and Tim Lane are talking from Melbourne. That's because they're AFL people, and there's no AFL team in Tasmania. So where would they be? They would be in
2: Melbourne, wouldn't they? Yeah, I think of all the arguments, <laughs> that's the, the idea one. that mm. people wouldn't want to come and live and play here is just um, so weak. I mean, you look at um, you know, Dan Hush is a decent example, but a lot of cricketers, cricketers over the years. You look at the um, the Jack Jumpers at the moment; um, they're having no trouble getting uh, people to stick around. Josh Majette's just signed on for another year, and he. He could play anywhere in the world, so I think that's the weakest argument of all the arguments against a team. But they're lining up to pot us, aren't they?
1: Just to wrap it up, um, Minister, um, what's the next step here now? What, from your perspective, you've you've made it very clear business as usual, nothing has changed. Clearly, there is still some some hurdles in some respects. Um, the the short to mid term now, um, what's the next steps?
4: Uh, look, we. Following Gillan's meeting last week, which, as I keep trying to reiterate, was incredibly positive and constructive, and it wasn't just our side that said that. The AFL people' feedback was that they felt exactly the same way. We'll keep working with Gillan McLaughlin and his team. Um, We've made it clear that anything they need in terms of information, uh, we're more than happy to provide it to the club presidents and to
2: the commission, um, and we look forward to a positive decision in August. And just before we let you go... Darren wants to know about the ice rink. Are we going to get one here in Hobart? Because jokes aside, uh, there's a whole lot of uh, passionate uh, sports lovers who have just had their favourite thing taken away. There's um, there's a body of work going on Ooh, um, okay. two different gov- in
4: two different government departments um, to bring back some information on possible options. Alex, um, any any criticism that we're not doing anything towards
2: finding a solution for that problem is absolutely false. Well, that sounds good because um, it would fit in beautifully with uh, celebrating winter here in uh, Hobart.
1: Minister, thanks so much for joining us. We do really appreciate your time, mate.
2: No worries at all.
1: Minister Nick Street with us there. We'll come back with some more conversation. Wow, so much to unpack at the moment with Tassie Footy, etc. David Lithgow and Alex Johnson with you here on SEN Tassie.
3: Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEM Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lithgow.
1: David Lithgow and Alex Johnson back with you here at, well, Harrison Agents. The number one agency in town. Been here for 18 months. What a beautiful facility we have here. It is glorious, isn't it?
2: You must be selling some houses because we are in prime location here in Salamanca.
1: Very quickly, uh, a very quick apology letter segment from me. Um, I know you're not a big round ball fan, but my gosh, didn't Graham Arnold deserve an apology from the whole world? What an extraordinary game of football that was the other day. And what a big, bold decision to bring the keeper off with a minute left an extra time. Extraordinary!
2: I um, it of me, I, I didn't get up and watch it, but I had to go back and watch it all because it was just so fascinating. And he even threw the opponent's drink bottle oh, away,
1: mate. They wanted uh, they wanted Graham Arnold's Machiavellian
2: squad. sort of business. Incredible!
1: That was. What a what a scenario that was. Big Redders getting the job done. Of course, Australia off to the World Cup, which is terribly, terribly exciting for the fifth time in a row. I didn't see that coming. I didn't think they could win twice again away from home with the squad they've had. They did an amazing job. We look forward to being part of that. And a
2: Tasmanian in the mix, Nathaniel Atkinson.
1: Which is tremendous. You know, Tasmanians in the mix everywhere. You just need an opportunity. Bring us a footy team. David Lithgow and Alex Johnson with you here. The first hour is done. We'll be back shortly. So much more to unpack this morning.
3: Sports. big be- Harrison Agents To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania Search Harrison Agents today On SEM Tassie Jack and Flash With Jack Revolt and David Livjack.
1: Great tackle, Riewoldt rewarded
2: Jack Riewoldt On the boundary Laid the tackle on Plowman And locked him up like a straight jacket And Jack can bend
4: this around the body And give the Tigers a bit more breathing space I'm just watching Noah Bolter. I reckon he's just felt for a hamstring there, I think.
2: Jack bends it. He's a star. He is a big, big star, Jack Rewalt. Big moment, and he rises to it. 10-11-71. Plays 8 44
1: Tiger time, everybody. The Tigers back in the eights. Uh, Alex Johnson and our man, Jackie Reval, bent one back, kicked a couple goals, big tackles again. I've actually got a text message here just before we get to Jack from Anthony from Launceston. Sign him up for another couple, he's a star. Thank you, Anthony, for your conversation. Jack, are you there, old son?
0: How are we, boys?
1: <laughs> I'm very good. How are you
0: going? Very good, AJ. Thank you for filling in today. I think uh, very, very much looking looking forward to, to chatting to you on uh, on SEM, today, mate.
2: I'm glad you found a triple XL Guernsey for me, Jack. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how good's that Tassie Tigers thing you're running,
1: though? I oh, saw that
0: on Twitter this morning. Very good.
1: 2009-10-11. Is. is that about when they won Dane Anderson 40? Is that about that sort of in I the final?
2: I stole this jumper from Brett Jeeves the night they beat Victoria. That's the one. That rain reduced again. Dane
1: Anderson got runs, I reckon.
2: And I don't like paying Brett compliments, but his bowling. You go back and watch he the highlights. Was he was on fire that he day. He was. Hostile. He was hostile. I think he got out Cameron White. I think he got out David Hussey. Yes. Jacket. So it's just an honour to fill in for you. Um, while you were tackling ploughman, I was tackling a ploughman's lunch over at the feast last night.
0: <laughs> uh, see, it's a very good time to be in Tasmania, obviously. We're winter feast in Dark I 1 at the moment. So uh, I'm a bit, oh, a bit I, jealous I'm appara- over here at Dreary Old Melbourne.
1: But apparently no-one wants to come here, mate. We've heard it again this morning, no. Eddie. On the, he said no-one wants to live here. We're not going to... Well, what, what, No-one wants to come to Tasmania? What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, it's funny. I, I, I shot a tweet back
0: yesterday. The graphic on uh, Footy Confidential was missing half of the half of Tasmania. It was like there was a cloud over the Southwest uh, National Park down there, the World Heritage National Park. But uh, look, it, it's it's funny. I just think, like, I, I feel, I, I really feel for North Melbourne supporters because they're just being thrown around at the moment like this. Football club that's Paul. got no history, and they want to ship them off left, right, and centre. And I mean, if we're offering up clubs, Eddie, well, why don't you offer up Collingwood if you think that's a good, good option? Like it's, um, I don't it's think just we a be more to... clear, boys. It's, it's just a waste of time having it's that just, argument, isn't it? Isn't it? It's just we we want our own team. We deserve our own team. And if the AFL truly want this to work, they'll give us our own team. Otherwise, it, it won't work. It, it's plain and simple. So. Um no everyone seems to be getting their own little bit of airtime over the Tasmania football football team and um I mean bring on August so then we can know what's actually going on. or
2: well, do you feel like it's still on track because I mean you speak to your cousin about it, I'm sure he's been in the thick of things. Is all of this sort of hot air and it is still on track or is there some nervousness uh from the people you talk to?
0: No, I think there's always some nervousness just due to the fact that there, I mean it is a it's a huge push for um, a 19th license in a, in a national competition um, in in what is a, a pretty sort of hostile environment in terms of pre, pre, um, getting talent and and obviously the financials that are going for it. So it's a bit, like it's a big big deal, but um, there's always a little bit of trepidation with the fact of how big it is. But I, I mean I'm, I'm I'm really confident that I think that that we're in a really good spot, and that maybe this is all just a little bit of hot air now, where um, both sides are probably toing and froing through the media, and 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 just to, to make sure that they, they come out looking like the the saviour when it's all all said and done. So um, now I, I'm I'm still in the in the camp that I firmly believe that um, what the what the, ta- the task force has put up is an amazing um, amazing proposition, uh, and one that I think will be, be successful.
1: Uh, let's turn the focus to last night, young man, a massive game. I know for you, playing against the Blues is about as, as good as it gets, and, and perhaps for the first time in a little while, we've seen Colton um, with a really good form line, albeit certainly they've had some, some significant injuries uh, over the last two or three weeks, Um. It felt like a monster game last night. It felt like repercussions, whichever way you looked, um, as far as your mighty Tigers go, uh, with the latter, how it is so dense and with so many teams that are that have got some positive momentum, did you feel like that was must, must win for your mighty Tigers?
0: Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think it was, a, it was a pretty important game flash. Like, um, I mean, a lot of players would say that they're all worth four points, but some some are worth a little bit more than others, and um, it was uh, it was really good for our group to come out on top last night. I mean, we're challenged obviously late in the game and in you know, a big surge, and and you can't help but start to draw parallels back to, to round one where we had a thirty point lead at three quarter time or just before three quarter time, sorry, and they ran over the top of us, and I um, oh, yeah, I think. Sort of some players and probably fans started to have a few flashbacks to, to that game um, only 10 or 12 weeks ago to but I think our, our senior players really stood up last night and, and that's where um, the evidence uh, of, of playing in big games of football really helps you, you don't you don't lose your head you, you keep calm you keep cool and um, you, you look for those little moments and I mean little moments uh, are fingertips sometimes Nathan broad touches that ball. Um, which turn which could be a three-point game uh, um, and we get a kick in. We go the, we go the whole end of the ground and, and, uh, and we have a short on goal and we kick a goal and the next thing you know, it's a 14-point game again. So um, That's how close the game of AFL football is, especially this year as well. You say that the latter's got a big sort of conglomerate around that 6th to 10th area, but uh, I think 1st to 10th is, is really close at the moment.
1: Can I just play a little game with you here? And I'm just going to roll out a couple names for me. and You can give me a one-word or two-word or three-word answer to all of them.
2: That's a bit selfish. A little bit. For someone that very rarely
1: uses one or two <laughs> words, flat, and now you're putting a time limit on it. I, I A 90-word intro to your question. Well, play along with <laughs> play, play along with me here. Nathan Broad.
0: Uh, he's having an outstanding year. He probably looked like the only player that had a good hands last night, to be honest.
1: Liam Baker. Now your love affair with him is evident. Jane and I talked about Superstar. that in the first
0: out. Superstar and David King's crown him the best player below his knees, and uh, I can't find a can't find a disagreement with that.
1: And this is one that really warms my cockles. You know how much I love Kane Lambert. Before he got drafted at your mighty Tigers, hip gener- uh, degenerative injury. What's he? Give me a response to when I say Kane Lambert. Irreplaceable. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing well, isn't he? And, he? and he is that sort of player, isn't he? Like there's, there's there's those players that you've had that you've missed a bit of time over the last two years that every time they're in and they're healthy, they play with Titch Edwards is another one, and a great mate of yours, of course. But And I could go through a few more of those. There's just glue pieces that when you've got them all there, they make a difference, don't they? Yeah.
0: It's great. it's great. I love that you use the word glue there, Flash, because we speak about glue guys, guys that um, aren't the, the household names um, outside of Tiger supporters that, that make the team great. Um, now, now I, I look at the partnership of Shane Edwards and Kane Lambert, and Shane copped a fair bit of heat at the start of the year about um, wasn't playing great footy. Um, wasn't getting a lot of touches. And people look at those, I say superficial, but they look. They just look at the stat sheet and they see, oh, Edward's 33 years of age, coming to the end of the career, he's done, let's drop him sort of thing. But how important those two are going hand in hand as as a combination um, can't be underestimated. And Shane is running to all the right spots, but that missing pace of Kane Lambert to, to get into the next spot, to get his possession, wasn't there early on. And well, Kane's obviously... Um, got that degenerative hit issue that you spoke about and, and we're not going to see him for every game for the rest of the season so the way we manage him is going to be really important but when he plays he just does everything right and he, he, um, can't he probably can't bend over and pick the ball up like he used to but just there was a bit of play last night where Edward kicked it off the ground to Lambert who trapped it and then kicked yeah, it, it off the true. ground again it was like we were, it was like we we're playing in Peru. <laughs> um, and the, uh, in the World Cup qualifier, we were kicking it off the ground that much. But it was um, they, they are so invaluable, those types of
2: players. And Jack, I noticed last night the, the glove, is that the fingers cut out of a, a foot joy there? Or uh, what's yes. the thinking behind that? <laughs> the digits have
0: copped the uh, out this year, haven't they? Yeah, no, I've, got, I've, I've, I've got a fractured little finger at the moment. I've got a little plastic barrel that I've got to wear that goes all the way over my fingers so it doesn't... Get rebroken for about a fifth time in about a month, so um, no, I'm, I'm running the gloves. Funnily enough, funnily enough, the AFL, the AFL sent me a memo about wearing a glove, so you got to get. It oh, stop medical. it! Uh, they did it, and then they sent me a list of gloves that I was allowed to wear um, from 2013. Boys. so I, I'm, I'm looking at this list going none of these gloves are here so i, I lobbed down the local bunnings picked up a few gardening gloves saw this sort of stuff <laughs> got a couple from nike sent through i've got this other the one i was wearing last night night's a worker's glove like it's a, on a work site glove with got two fingers cut out so you can use your phone for it and i had to send them all had to send the left-handed version into the afl to get them ticked off and that was the only one that passed the um passed the the sniff test the cycling uh gardening gloves are too sticky apparently so um I'll have to go in and buy a new one this week because I've got to wear it for a few more weeks. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it's something I'm going to get used to. But we're uh, uh, looking forward to the day I can take it off.
2: You'll be bidding on memorabilia from the O.J. Simpson trial next to get your next glove. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, uh, Jack- Michael Jackson's estate potentially. Uh, uh, what about dear. another Tasmanian uh, big Curvis? How's he? Um, Found the increased responsibility, yes. In a good question. Capacity. Good question. Is
0: that a good question Flash? Very good. good question. Hey Jay, it's very, this is a very sore point for, for our man David Flash. Let's go the uh, number one ticket holder at the Sydney Swans Football Club, mm. because because we traded Toby and David, uh, even though he has a fair balance of power up there at the Swans, oh. couldn't keep Toby at the Swans, and we have been very lucky to get him. If, you look at it, you look at last night, and everyone goes. A small man's game because it was teeming down with rain. Toby Nankervis is the first person we pick in those conditions. Absolutely the first person we pick in those conditions because he goes out and he just absolutely grinds it. I mean, there's no, I mean, no prime or reason why the boy from Georgetown loves, doesn't thrive in those conditions. He, he loves it. So um, the the way we're doing it, like the, the, the co captaincy works really well because Grimes is very, um, very i I'm so well-spoken, not saying that Toby isn't. Grimes is that sort of vocal um, leader he speaks a lot about, but Toby leads in his actions. But when Toby talks, everyone listens. And Ivan Marriage was like that as well. So um, we've got got a great duo there that are leading the club fantastically well. Uh, Obviously, big shoes to fill with with Trent Cochin stepping down, but couldn't be more proud of the way those two boys have gone about it.
1: The topic of last night, of course, um, and the conversations afterwards on TV, except was the the Shay Bolton little was a little shimmy to start with, and then it was an old fashioned um, hello to you, Sean Spencer and Launceston, used to do that once a week. Um, it was a, it was a show and go. I, I reckon I know where Jack Revolt would stand on this. Um, where does Jack Revolt stand on this, however? <laughs> Um,
0: oh look! Ideally, I,
1: I, we wouldn't like to see it,
0: but um, terrific. Y- you've got to be really careful to take the flair away from oh, from, from this generation of player. They, they just they they play on. Uh, they play. Shays and well, Shays a great example of the, this next generation. He plays on um, emotion, plays on excitement. Um, he's a fantastic player for us. I, I, I personally wouldn't do it because I'd get chased down pretty quickly. But you, like like everything, you got to think. You think of, it's you've think fate, of the ramifications. Yeah, you got to think of the ramifications going forward. But I mean, you don't, you never want to curb a young man's um, flair, in my opinion. They are, like, Shay is a fantastic player for that. And um, I mean, no no doubt that we look. I guarantee you, nine o'clock will roll around this morning. Cane Corns will come out and give him a whack, and then. Volcano will come up and he'll give him work again on Monday night whatever it is <laughs> but it, it's about it's about just, you sit down you have the conversation you, every action has a reaction and, and, and first and foremost we'll, we'll, we'll be supporting so because they'll, they'll come for it it's just realistically what will happen but um, yeah, ideally I don't think we, we'd love to see it
1: Big game blue baggers up on your toes a little bit sure I understand some would say it's a bad look but Let's move on. Look, things don't get easier for your footy club. Um, as wonderful as last night was, then you, then as we do in this industry, look forward to next week. And you've got the Catters next week uh, in another, you know, well, if, if we call it a 50-50. Then you actually have the West Coast, which perhaps looks a little bit easier on paper. Um, do you feel like you can build momentum? Dusty's probably back again next week. Um the list is good. It's healthy. I went through it yesterday. I thought, gee, everyone's just about back. Uh, yeah. Is it? Is it got that feeling from a couple of years ago when you when you when you timed your run late?
0: Uh, yeah. Look, it's, you 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 can draw parallels to a certain point. Um, statistically, we're we're in a really good spot. We're playing some good football, um, and obviously, the results are showing that as well. We've won six of our last seven, which is great. But. Um, it's this. We were halfway through the season. There's still a long way to go, and we've got so many more Leap's challenges on. coming up. And, no, I think I think we're 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 at our best. We're as good as anyone. But I mean, as I said, that conglomerate of just teams, at the ten, one to ten. I mean, if anyone plays their best, that they can beat anyone in in, in the competition. So um, that's the challenge for us, and and for, for the rest of those teams, is to continue to try and play best footy. So Geelong's going to be a really good challenge for us. Um, in the, coming off the game last night, I mean, there's a few bruised and battered bodies just due to the fact of the conditions and and whatnot. So we've got a, a bit of a longer break leading into next Saturday. So it's um that's good for us to, to regroup, look at what we did well last night, find some areas we can improve, and and continue the Tiggy train rolling.
1: It's very exciting, and Richmond still just lurking. Alex Johnson there, just at, off the pace of the I guess the ladder leaders and. It's an ominous one, isn't it? Three-time premiership. Three flags over the last five or six years. And they're still there. Dusty back next week. And the veteran, he's moved up to 16. You, you went past Sticks. You left him in his wake. I know you. <laughs> I know exactly you know everyone in front of you too. And how many no, guys are in not. front of him, And how <laughs> many potentially you can knock off before you finish up?
0: Uh, I do not. I'll <laughs> do do tell you what, last night I got some do feedback not. from the Carlton fans.
3: Oh,
1: <laughs> Anything that you can just leave us with? Oh, just no, like nothing. Absolutely, that's the thing. I'd love to say something, but I can't say. Nearly can't say one word on air.
2: Do you have a little list on your wall like Steve Buscemi and and Billy Madison, crossing them off one at a time? <laughs> Going through that. No jokes aside. Uh, what an extraordinary achievement because um, Sticks was one of the all-time. Oh, you oh, know, absolutely yeah. to go past no, him. Um, I'm,
0: I'm very proud of it, and. Um, um, it's very humbling, but uh hopefully a few more to come. and Put, your
2: voice is a little bit deeper
1: now, you've gone past sticks too, you've got <laughs> you know, uh, it. Uh, well done, mate. Thanks for coming on. World well under the mighty Tigers and um well if I can get you out of bed maybe I'll sit next to you in Melbourne next week and we'll do it all again. Good to chat right, to you, pal Looking
0: forward to it. Okay. Thank you, AJ.
1: Thanks, Flash See you boys. Jack Reval, the Mighty Tigers back in the eight. Alex Johnson will catch our next break and well, Harry Bates, the Australian Rally Champion, coming up next. Exciting.
3: Harrison Agents. To buy, sell, or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Livgate. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell, or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. I'm Jack
1: Great to have you company as we swing into the last half an hour here on a Friday morning. Love to hear some more Texas. Text in on 0437 552535 or tweet us at, at SEN Tasmania. David Lithgow. And Alex Johnson with you here, AJ. Now, this is excellent. Um, we've got a special guest here, and he is a absolute star. And We've got some great news with a big event returning to Launceston. Firstly, it's a good morning and welcome Terry Harry Bates. How are you going, mate? Good, thanks, guys. How are you? Good, thank you. Great to have you with us on the program. Thanks for joining us um how's how's things been going with you um the news that the shannon's rally in launceston is back this weekend is super exciting it's been a tough couple of years covid's affected a lot of things in the world and rally car driving's been none of them it must be a super exciting time for you mate to to get the local event back up and going
5: Oh, absolutely. Very excited to get on the boat next week and come back down to Tassie. It feels like it's been a long time for us. Um, But, yeah, we've had a strong start to the year. Tassie will be our third event of the year, and we've actually managed to win um, the first two. So we're in a pretty strong position coming in and looking forward to getting into it.
1: Uh, So form-wise, you're feeling things are obviously
5: motoring along really well? Yeah, definitely. We've got, I think, a bit of confidence behind us now after... A pretty strong start to the year and um as you mentioned 2020 and 2021 were both pretty mixed years with limited rallying and, and lots of cancellations and things like that but i still felt that throughout that we um we managed to carry the the momentum and and stayed in pretty decent form so yeah i'm i'm definitely looking forward to going down there and and hopefully getting another tassie win last time we were there we were successful so hopefully we can do it again
2: Harry, what does the event down here look like? What part of uh, Tassie's terrain will you guys be tackling?
5: Uh, So it's obviously based in Launceston. Um, It's a fantastic event. I mean, Launceston has some of the best rally roads in the country, in my opinion. Um, On Friday night, we've got an awesome event where fans can come and see the cars up close and personal in the Launceston uh, CBD. And then the spectating over the course of the weekend is in the forests not far from Launceston. And it's all free for spectators to access so um definitely a cool thing to go out and see if you can there um there's some really really fast rally cars coming um the fastest rally cars in the country so i think that makes it a pretty exciting spectacle
2: launceston's very famous for its blocky route so maybe you can dazzle some locals <laughs> by taking the cars around <laughs> i saw that you got to take the car onto uh, albert park is that right when the when the grand prix was on
5: yeah that's right we did a a show down there as part of a uh, speed comparison lap, they call it, so I was up against a a Porsche road car and a supercar but, uh, yeah, obviously a rally car's not designed for an F1 circuit but it was lots of fun nonetheless. Did you rub shoulders with some of the superstars there? I did get to rub shoulders with a few people. I can't say I'm one of these people to go up and bother Max Verstappen right before a Grand Prix but um, I (laughs) sort of left him alone a bit but, uh, you know, it's always amazing to attend an event like that and and just be a part of it.
1: Just give us a little bit of a look of what does a 12-month schedule look like for you in terms of your racing around the country and around the world? What, How does it
5: work? Uh, we do seven rounds in the Australian Rally Championship. Yes. We go to every state and territory except the Northern Territory. Uh, so basically from now until the end of the year, we've got uh, one rally every four weeks. So um, it's a pretty tight schedule, particularly when you've got rallies like Tasmania where there's a bit of extra time in travel. Um, you know, we basically get home and then we've got two weeks at home and then we're off to the next rally. So, yeah, lucky I love what I do.
1: Well, the Shannon's Rally in Launceston is a free event, of course, and begins with a rally show on Friday night at 5pm at Civic Square in Launceston. Fans will be able to meet Harry and all the drivers see the cars and enjoy plenty of free activities all night.
2: And, Harry, it's in your blood. Obviously, your dad was a superstar driver did you know early on uh you know in the backseat of the car that you were eventually going to uh end up going super fast as well
5: no actually not really i mean i grew up around the sport like you say but um it was not until i was 17 or 18 that i actually co-drove for dad in a rally and that really cemented my love for it and so uh during year 12 i bought myself a rally car which probably took me away from what i should have been doing studying uh and uh yeah got into rallying and basically it's just snowballed from there really one thing led to the next and um yeah a whole lot of opportunities opened up for me which i'm very grateful for and now i get the call of my job which is very very special
2: well you've got my respect i drive about 20 kilometers under the speed limit notoriously slow so i'm in awe of anyone who puts the the foot down
5: yeah, I don't uh, I don't do that on the public roads, I can assure no, no, you. No, I know. Um... You're <laughs> very sensible. Well, be, careful
2: right. be careful up there in Be
5: careful up there in
1: Launceston, you. The... Harry Bates, thanks so much for joining us, mate, and we look forward to following your progress in Launceston next week.
5: Thank you guys, thanks for having me on.
1: For, former Australian rally car champion. Looks like he might be the rally car champion again going forward. He's had a terrific start to the Harry Bates. Let's drop in and hear from Anna at the news. Sports. Thank you very much, Anna, giving us all the news, as always, here on SEN Tasmania. What's happening in the US Open? Now, I notice, Alex, um, that Adam Scott was one under from an Australian perspective. Cam Smith-Leishman were hanging in there. What's What's the updates for that?
2: Well, they thought that going out early might have been an advantage, but the leader actually came from the afternoon group, Adam Hadwin, the Canadian. He's in front. He's four under. He's got uh, four holes to go on his round, lurking one shot back after a brilliant opening round of 67, Rory McIlroy. Favourite, of course. Coming off a win in the Canadian Open yes. and obviously has just been very strong in backing in the tour against yes. this threat, which we'll get to in a minute. We will. Uh, yeah, as you mentioned, um, uh, Adam Scott, minus one. He played with Spieth and Homer this morning. That was a great group to watch. Mark Leishman, who's been out of sorts, shot an even past has 70. Been. So. If he can be in the mix, it'd uh, be great to see him back uh, in action. Cameron Smith finished he's one over with one to play. Uh, his irons, just not as dialled in as they have been, but um, looks like he'll um, do no harm. One over won't be a problem. Lucas Herbert, one over. Uh, Minwoo Lee got off to a good start, but he's back to two over. Uh, Todd Sinnott, his first US Open, he's two over. Uh, and way down the bottom, uh, Jediah Morgan... Not a great day, plus 12, which will be the sort of score I'll be hoping to shoot this weekend at Barmbougal
1: Junes. The Tigers are getting a win last night, as we mentioned. 15-point winners over the Mighty Blues. Some big games of footy this weekend. St Kilda versus Essendon. Port Adelaide, the Swans. I want to say big games. It doesn't appear to be a lot of 50-50s. Next week's a different story. West Coast playing Geelong. uh, I've just lost my page. There we go. The Giants playing the Western Bulldogs. The Suns playing the Crows. So there is actually a lot of uh, top teams playing some bottom teams for the rest of this, which is the last round of the bye week. And next week, we're back to full-scale footy. Alex, now this is your debut. Hot or not is coming up very shortly. We've got some sensational topics to talk about. No, I'm nervous. I've heard you do this with the others, and it's you're on, you've got to be on your toes. <laughs> Hot or not, coming up here on SEN Tasmania. Jack and Flash with David Lithgow and Alex Johnson.
3: Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash with Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Harrison agents to buy, sell, or rent in Tasmania. Search Harrison agents today on SEN Tassie. Jack and Flash with Jack Revolt and David Lifter. It's hot, real hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's
5: hot. That's hot. This is hot.
1: It's so damn hot. Hot. Nah. Time of the morning. Every Friday morning. Hot. Or not, here on Jack and Flash, David Lithgow and Alex Johnson whining through the last 15 or 20 minutes of the program this morning. Now, AJ, welcome to your first, won't be the last either, venture in to hot or not, and we've got some good topics to cover today. I'll ask you for a hot or a not, and then we'll bang on about it. Okay, here we go. Hot or not, the AFL's relaxation of the descent rules are a win for common sense but they should have been communicated clearly by the AFL. Hot. They
2: made no sense when they were penalising people. They were penalising people (laughs) merely for being animated, Yes. not what they were trying to achieve with the rule, which is all about respect, treating umpires as they should be uh, treated, making sure that umpiring isn't seen as a... um, a vocation that you don't want to go into. But of course you react if you if a decision goes against you that's only human. So we finally come back to a sensible, sensible centre. Yep. Hot yep. or not. Am I doing this right, yeah, Flash? Yeah, perfect, mate. Live golf is a potential disaster for the world of golf.
1: Ooh, gee, I think that's a hot. I'm very concerned about it. Well, I mean, it's just it, – it, it, it reeks of rebel tours. It reeks of, um, you know, the – remember, remember – well, I don't remember it, but in the mid-'80s, of course, the Australian team went to South Africa, of course, slightly different thing because of the apartheid. It was almost the apartheid games, wasn't it? But it was a, a non-sanctioned event. They got played plenty of money, and half the good players went over to there. I'm interested in your thoughts on this as well. I, I, I have grave concerns about it. I'm, Greg Norman was my hero as a kid. I just don't know. As I've grown up, I don't think he's a great bloke. And there's a lot of finances and a lot of cash involved.
2: This is a massive headache uh, for the PGA Tour that they need to oh. sort out because they've lost Dustin Johnson yes. already. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau's going. Patrick Reed's going. Yeah. You know, classic villain. You need yeah. villains yeah, you uh, in, in any sport. Uh, so now they're getting a core group of people that you do like to see when you flick on a tour event. Yes they've got to put their heads together and come up with a way that both can coexist. I think, uh, the people that have sold out and gone to the live tour, you know, people that already have plenty of money. Yes. You know, I, I don't like it. Obviously it's being backed by, um, Saudi money. And along with that comes a a huge ethical dilemma. Yes. Um, but it is a huge problem and the PGA should have seen this coming because the fact that there are so many people willing to go has shown that the PGA's lost uh, some support somewhere. I think the PGA needs to look outside of America, try to find events around the world that showcases different courses, different countries, um, and just listen to what the players want because um, it's unlike other sports where it's the team and the history of the team, golf is all about who's hot at the time and live golfer eating into... um, to their stock of players, it's a real worry.
1: It's a fascinating thing. Hot or not, the energy game, the energy gained from the Tasmanian AFL team of recent times seems to have completely lost steam over recent weeks. Not, but with an asterisk, because there nah. is a bit of
2: there is a bit of nervousness, and we need a united front. Collaborative, but I think. A lot of it is just hot air and doesn't actually mean that much. I mean, the Eddie stuff is such a distraction because the kangaroo idea is just not plausible. It's like me saying I'm going to think about living on the moon next week. Like, it's not going to happen. So you take out all the hot air. They need to get on the same page about this stadium. The fact that Bill used the word contingent Contingent. is a real worry because he's not saying oh, well, the stadium's a great idea, but let's get the licence first. He is saying contingent. Yes. And that's a worry. They need to, as we spoke to the Sports Minister earlier, we need a united front on that stadium. Hot or not, Aaron Finch will lead Australia at the T20 World Cup and beyond.
1: Look, it's a hot. I'm just not sure that it shouldn't be a not. Is that, that hot? Makes sense? You know what I'm talking about? I, I, it makes
2: absolutely no sense. Yeah, well,
1: I, I think Aaron Finch has had an absolute dream run in the top. Now, obviously, the World Cup or the World Champions in the T20 format, he's been in a form for two years, made a few runs of, of recent times, two wonder, one days ago, made a, a decent score. He must be the most incredible leader that's ever stepped foot into an Australian team. So I, I guess what I'm saying is it's hot because he will lead the team, but I, I feel like I'm not sure how, why he's been able to ride his vein of poor form for so long and keep his spot in the
2: team, Alex. I think he's shown good leadership recently. Um, obviously, the Sri Lankan tour is tricky because the country is in mm. such a crisis at the moment. And his comments on that, I think, were really quite sensitive and good. So he's obviously a great leader with a very level head. And as you say, he must
1: be well-liked because he's definitely been given plenty of chances. Yep, he has. Hot or not, the Socceroos making their fifth World Cup in a row was actually their greatest achievement of them all.
2: Yeah, this is magic, and I'm guilty of not paying attention
1: until the, World to the national
2: team until the World <laughs> Cup happens, <laughs> yeah. and then you you know Man, you're, an ec- you're an expert on you know which yeah. uh, lineup they should have, and yeah. I just the fact that we're going to be part of the biggest um, show on earth again is going to be so exciting. Um, yeah, it's, it's a hot. Oh, it's the hottest of hot. Damn yeah. hot! And we've got a very likable bunch of guys. You yeah, saw the way they were yeah. celebrating at a swim-up bar. They are people we can get behind.
1: Question marks over the A-League, the quality of the A-League. It's, it feels like it's been an evaporating competition a little bit over the last couple of years and not the big names in English football or Spanish football or Italian football like it used to be Bresciano and Aloisi that played every week in Italy. Um, that's not there, but I'll tell you what... Some tremendous spirit. And on the back of that, they've had to do it very very much the hard way. To The 20 qualifiers they played five times at home, um, heading over to Asia in different respects to Doha, etc. I, I I, couldn't see them getting past last week, and I thought it was an absolutely tremendous performance.
2: Flash. Hot or not. Okay. Scrutiny that will come now for Shea Bolton uh, this morning, and that means that we are sanitising the players too much
1: Hot. Damn
2: hot. it's
3: It's damn hot.
1: Well, it is. Which part is hot there? Well, the the hot part for me is that it's going to come. I just wish it didn't come. Um, But we've heard it. I mean, Dimmer has come out and said no. Toby Nankervis last night said no. Jack said no, but yes as well in terms of we love to see the flair. You know, that some of these young... I mean, Steph Curry at times, and I, I know we... We don't want to cross over into American sport. A lot of people don't like to do it. People like me who love both always do. He he shows that he does a shimmy and a shoulder shake and all those cool things that very much I like. I think it's a real shame if that that doesn't continue and we don't get to see the real part of the players and a bit of... Just, it keeps it real, doesn't it? Yes, but
5: you're, sure. tem- you're tempting fate, aren't it. you? Because, I you know,
2: it. what if Carlton turns the tables in a final? and I get it. Oh, the replay will come back to haunt them. But I know, I. Shay Bolton's
1: awesome. He is awesome. He's won what, two, yeah, part of two premierships, Um mark of the year. He's, uh, he's at his, he's at his time. The son, he's only 23, 24 years of age. He's very much part of the future. Richmond, as they squeeze out this dynasty, maybe, just maybe, they've got one more bite of the cherries with the Tigers, getting back into the final eight, last night. Plenty of time to go, still another seven or eight rounds to go, but the Tigers they just look, maybe Alex, maybe, they're not far away. Let's go for our final break. Come back very shortly, SEN Tasmania here with David and Alex Johnson.
3: Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today on SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash, with Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Harrison agents to buy, sell, or rent in Tasmania. Search Harrison agents today on SEM Tassie. Jack and Flash with Jack Revolt and David Lithgow.
1: Last couple of minutes here on Jack and Flash. David Lithgow and Alex Johnson with you this morning. One last tweet that's come through from Christina. Why? What we don't want is another stadium to get a team, lads. You have more important calls on the public purse. Do those things first. Thanks for your input, everybody. You're off to Barnboogle, young man. Half yeah. your luck. It's oh. always exciting the day before you go to Barnboogle, isn't
2: it? How lucky are we that we can jump in the car and yes. drive? Well, it takes me a lot longer than it would take Harry Bates. But, you know, four hours, and I'm at uh, two three now with Boogle yes. Run, world-class golf courses. So I'm so excited about that. But I did want to mention there is something very special happening at Seven Mile Ooh. Beach in the world of yes. golf. yes. Matt Goggins project there with the two mics, Mike DeVries, yes. who was responsible for Cape Wickham, which yes. if you've been there is out of this world, good.
1: Who's the other one, Mike and Clayton? And Mike
2: Clayton, yes. who of course uh, co-designed the original Bamboogle Dunes course. What's happening out near Scotty Brunton's uh, racing stable at Seven Mile Beach is going to blow golfers in Tasmania away. I've had a tour it is a stunning is sight. These guys are the best in the business. So Seven Mile Beach is... And then Arm End, after that, we're going to have two crackers in southern Tasmania. Uh,
1: and you're throwing Cape Wickham, as you've just mentioned, Barn we know, and Lost Farm. Uh, we're almost becoming the, the golfing capital of the world. But no-one wants to come to Tassie. No-one will live here. <laughs> That's what we keep hearing, Alex Johnson. <laughs> Sincerely, great to have you come to your debut with us here on SCN Tassie, mate. It won't be the last, I'm hoping. Thank you, Flash. Your passion for Tasmanian sport inspires me constantly. As does your passion for wearing the 2009-10 or 2010-11, actually. I think Brett Jeeves, Tasmanian champion as it was back a decade ago. I can't believe it still fits. It's awesome. Great to have you come to everybody. Terrific to see everyone and hear from everybody about Tasmanian sport. That's what we're here to do every week. Coming up, the captain's run.
3: Catch you then.